0: suffers a life-threatening traumatic brain injury that leaves him trapped inside of himself, unable to speak or move for nearly two years. Tom Schweitzer is an eccentric music therapist with a troubled childhood who will do anything to get a response from Forrest. He dresses up in costumes, he makes silly songs, and for months Forrest doesn't even acknowledge him. But Tom is a music therapist, and that's the key to telling this story. The film is called Music Got Me Here, we're joined today by the director of Music Got Me Here, and that would be Susan Koch. Susan, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's a really interesting, fascinating documentary, but it's a very personal documentary, certainly in the lives of The uh, Kent family. It it happened to their son Forrest. He was seriously injured in a snowboarding accident. How did you hear about this, and what sort of prompted your next move, which is to try and turn this into a documentary film?
1: I met the music therapist Tom Schweitzer, and he he told me what he that he about being a music therapist, and I was interested. I come from a family of musicians, but I had not heard of music therapy, and so I decided to spend some time with him and I met some of the other young people that he was working with and then he introduced me to Forrest's family and I met Forrest and I thought if if music therapy can really help this young man get his voice and life back that would be remarkable and something that I wanted to document. Of course when you begin you don't know how the story is going to end
0: how much information did you have before you made the decision to move forward in terms of the effectiveness of music therapy? Did you consult with experts? Was it a gut feeling that you had? How, how did that go from from there?
1: I, I'd say it was pretty intuitive. He had just said his first two words. So he was starting um, to, to be able to speak, but he wasn't far along at all. So I was interested of uh, being a fly on the wall and and, and documenting the process.
0: Just as a, a an aficionado of music, it, it makes a lot of sense. I know enough about the effect in, of music on the brain to know that it causes a lot of different parts of your brain to react. So just from a sort of my own perspective, intuitive sense is this would at least be something worth pursuing to just see how far it goes i know i know there's a lot of research in that regard i know that they've been doing some version of music therapy for people with alzheimer's for at least a couple of years there was a documentary about it so i'm glad you did i'm glad you followed your your instinct here and that is one of the great things about documentary filmmaker makers i say this all the time it's that 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 sense, that internal voice that you listen to. So I'm glad you did that. So you know Tom and you're getting to know the Allen family. Uh, How were they when you approached them about the idea of, of doing this?
1: They were interested, but not yet convinced. And I spent time with them. My cameraman and I spent time with them. They looked at my prior work and then they decided that to go forward. So they gave it a lot of thought. Obviously, this would be opening up their lives during a very traumatic time. And so it wasn't something they took lightly. But once they made that decision to allow me into their lives with a camera, they were great about it. They understood that it couldn't be a half-hearted commitment.
0: They also seem to have documented a lot of Forrest's life and and certainly parts of his recovery. Or how much of that that we see on screen were you there to document? Because there's a, a pretty sizable amount of the film is him recovering from either the injury or from Medical procedures?
1: So I was there, as I said, just when he was starting to get to be able to speak. He had spoken his first two words, but he wasn't that far along. And there are, of course, going to be many twists and turns and ups and downs following that, life threatening twists and turns. Um, So it was not a, a straight line. But the parents, yes, the family did document from the time he had his accident they did document what he was going through. And I think they did that for a few reasons. I think one, so that they would have a record to show doctors, you know, what the situation was. Also, they didn't know, honestly, if he would survive. So they really wanted to capture as much as they possibly could.
0: And they are amazing people, Ray and Kent, Allen. They're just loving parents, supportive They In the film, they don't seem to waver at all. They're eternally optimistic about his recovery, forced recovery. I can imagine once they did buy into what you were doing, that they would have been extremely supportive. That just seems like the kind of people that they are.
1: I think that they knew that in order to tell this story honestly, they had to really let me into their lives because they wanted it to be an honest portrayal and they didn't want to sugarcoat it. So even those moments where... We're in the hospital together, and we don't know if he's going to make it through surgery. They allowed me to be there along with my my cameraman. And I think that was pretty extraordinary. And it made a huge difference, because without that kind of access, it would have been difficult to do this film.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the music therapist, Tom Schweitzer. He himself feels like there may be a documentary about him sometime in the future in terms of what he, not only his own story, which, you know, un, in, in many ways, unfortunately, is, is not an unusual story for too many people who deal with mental illness in their family, alcoholism, abuse, those kinds of things. But he is a remarkably upbeat person and someone who really believes in what he's doing. And that's the thing that comes across in the film. It's infectious, what he is. What he does and how he goes about it. He seems to be inexhaustible in in his in his desire to to help people. Tell me a little bit about what you learned about Tom Schweitzer.
1: I think that Tom had a very difficult childhood and he was wounded in many ways. And he credits music with saving his own life. And I think he also found meaning in his life. He has found meaning in his life through being able to help others through music. And He had known Forrest since he was five years old. Tom, before he became a music therapist, was a music teacher. And Tom and Forrest was one of his students. So they had a relationship. And then to see this young strapping, formally strapping, 18-year-old young man lying there, lifeless almost, not even able to acknowledge him, I think was profoundly upsetting to him. And he wanted to do whatever he could to try to help him regain his voice and his life.
0: There's a certain kind of music that he plays that he gets that he encourages for us to participate in that is also, I think, I don't think this is a small part of the recovery. The music is very upbeat, very optimistic, very forward thinking that I think coupled with Tom's personality, they seem to sort of self-reinforce each other that fair to say?
1: I think so, too. I think he put so much energy into it. And also, as we know, um, so music has the ability to open neural pathways in the brain. There's something I didn't know about this, but it's called melodic intonation. And you have almost a, your mind has a, a muscle memory for music. And so if when you're using music, or songs that the person may have been familiar with it, that helps to to trigger their ability to then uh, recognize the music and have it make an impact and um, ultimately to be able to speak. So his first words, he really sang rather than spoke.
0: There are some echoes of just what you said in terms of our development as human beings, that there is some some research, some speculation about that research. That we have been we may have been singing before we actually started to articulate words in the way that we do now
1: that's true i think that and renee fleming the renowned opera singer who's really a, a strong advocate of music therapy and the relationship between music and the brain she she talks about how uh scientists now believe that that music may have um, come before language and so I think it's just fascinating. And and really this is a very special time in terms of understanding this relationship between music and the brain, because we we kind of knew it anecdotally. I mean, you have your ancient philosophers that would talk about the power of music, but it was anecdotal and it couldn't be proven. And now with the recent developments with magnetic imaging you can actually see where music resides in the brain and you can actually see the impact that music is having on your brain and the connections that are, are possible. And so I think um, in many ways, as Dr. Francis Collins, the director of NIH, says, this is a golden moment when it comes to understanding the relationship between music and the brain.
0: Yes, absolutely. I was you anticipated a question I was going to ask you. It, it it does sound like over this course of the five years that you were filming, Forrest and his life and his journey, it does seem like the science is seems to really be accelerating in terms of our not only our understanding of the brain, but also the importance that music has on our well-being I, I can't imagine i can't imagine my life without music it's it's impossible to not think of of music being an integral part of my my life forever and so so it sounds like that science is really in a ascendancy in terms of how we how we approach not only its importance to us but also in the science of music right
1: definitely And I know, for example, that uh, NIH and as well as many other medical and research um, hospitals and organizations around the world, uh, they're launching clinical trials having to do with music therapy, just in the same way that you might test a new heart valve, because there is this understanding uh, that there are enormous possibilities in the ways that music can help to, to heal and uh, help people in just a wide variety of ways. And I think we, as you say, all of us, in a way, we take for granted that music is, a, is part of our lives and we it makes us smile and it can bring us joy. It can comfort us when it, we're down. But I think what I didn't realize, and I come from a family of musicians, is that it can go way beyond that.
0: Exactly. Uh, and but before we get any further into this discussion i want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the director of this wonderful new documentary called Music Got Me Here and that would be Susan Koch and it's yes absolutely not only do we we take in music and it we can make us happy sad thoughtful pensive all the different emotions that are available to us but in addition to that it connects us with memory Memories that we associate with those songs, memory we associate with the people who are with us, family, friends, lovers, so many different things, trips to different parts of the world that we experienced. It, it is, or I really think that the one of the key things about this research is going to be its triggering of memory.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what we see, and I think you see this in the film, that music, it it can also you know impact your physical well-being. You'll see that you know the music was used to help Forrest even learn to walk again. You know the the rhythm of your of your of your movements and your your steps. And uh, there's just um, there's so many ways that it can it can be used to make a difference. So it's it's there's that memory, and then there's just I think what they're finding is that it's limitless in terms of what music can provide to a person.
0: Well, I think some of that, and I, I'm not certainly not an expert in the field of music and its impact on us, but I think the kinds of music, you just described it, and I, I concur, and that is music induces our brain and our bodies to do very different things. Sometimes music induces us to sleep. Sometimes it induces us to want to slam a basketball through a hoop. I mean, or run up a hill or, or whatever it is, but it, it does. And I, th- I think there's something, and I'll say primal because I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, but I just think there's something so primal about that, that impact. I mean, the very first ways in which human beings communicated across distances was through drums or some version of drums, right? So that that, Absolutely. you know, that's so basic to us, right? Absolutely. Well, um, in the last minute or so I have with you, I want to talk a little bit about our, our subject of the film, Forrest Allen. He believes in himself. And I think a lot of that has to do with his family. But that's obvious from what he goes through there are a couple of things in this film in terms of what are required to keep him moving forward and couple and some of the physical challenges that he faces that would have taken out a lot of people.
1: He's had more than 30 surgeries now. Oh, my God. And he, um, I mean, he's still, I think he's most recently, I think he had one this year. And, um, but it, he had this remarkable spirit. I didn't know Forrest before his accident but i know that he was a very he had a very positive upbeat view on life and i think that sustained him and he also has this just incredible sense of humor and so and even when when i first met him and he couldn't really communicate i really always had the sense that he understood what i was saying that inside there he was he, he, he was really registering what was going on around him even if he wasn't able to communicate verbally
0: amazing amazing stuff uh, the, I'm gonna let our listeners know that uh, music got me here is available on uh, streaming and DVD release on December 15th and I believe it's going to be the usual suspects right Apple Amazon Google, Google Play, those those are the platforms. In, in I, my...
1: I know of Apple and iTunes and Amazon, and and we'll see what comes after that. But yes.
0: So be looking for this. It is one. It's a such an uplifting, upbeat. Documentary, not without its challenges, and the people that are in the film. This is real life, and again, I my hats off to you and the documentary filmmaking community. In that uh, you find a story, you have the the wherewithal and the faith in it to to sort of play out, and whatever wherever it takes you, you follow it. It's uh this is just another one of those films. It's a testament to not only your tenacity and your as you said, your internal feeling about how this was going to, might play out. But it's also, it gives us a lot of hope. And it's kind of a window into a world moving forward with music therapy being another sort of element in in bringing people to a better life who who are dealing with injuries of all kinds, whether it be psychological or physical. So these are things that are, are, we're in that era where science is Really, really stepped up in a lot of different areas. Well,
1: thank you very much, and and I am, I, I think you're right. It, there's a there's a lot of challenges that that Forrest faced, but ultimately, I'm so happy that it had a happy ending. And I can tell you that Forrest, pre-COVID, had started college. He just got his driver's license. Uh, he is uh, he's really. Um, A remarkable young, now 28-year-old, almost 28-year-old man, and he was 18 when this accident occurred.
0: Well, the filmmaker is Susan Koch. She is an an Emmy and Peabody Award-winning filmmaker. Uh, Some of her films include Kicking It, *Mario Story, uh, City at Peace, and others. Hopefully, you're working on something now, Susan, and hopefully, you'll find time to come back and join us again.
1: Thank you so much for having me.